At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yes, it is Thursday morning. We are here. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. I'm Spencer. We've got Joel. We've got Dennis. We've got Tracy Reiniak today from Zach's Research. We've got Peter Tuckman today, the Einstein of Wall Street. We're going to talk earnings, some earnings. Uh, it is kind of like the first day of earnings season here. we got a couple just starting to trickle in. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about space. That's going to be the first thing, I think, is, is Virgin Galactic. They are doing an offering, a convertible note offering. The stock is down. Uh, last I checked, a dollar on the headline we'll talk about that uh we will take questions from the chat as always good morning good morning good morning everyone in the chat i see you um i hear oh i don't hear you there's nothing here but um i see you i'm reading you as, as i'm doing this right now so everyone go ahead hit that like button get your coffee get your tea whatever it is you drink and then uh let's roll this is pre-market prep with joel conan dennis dick and spencer israel Bring on Mr. Joel O'Connor. He's here. Joel, good morning. Good morning, good morning uh, Mr. I. Uh, quiet, quiet overnight session. Up four, 47.20 and a quarter. Really uh, pre-market high and low. Really no relevant levels. Uh, crude, that's down 35 cents at 82.29. Working its way towards the high of the move. Uh, gold slipping down 280, 18.24.40. Silver going the opposite way, up a nickel, 23.25. Bitcoin, quiet, $600 range, flat at 43,800. And Ethereum, that's down just about a little bit, $15, Uh Triple D, I wow. mean, I'm, I'm looking, it's just, we're kind of like blah market here after a couple days worth of action, gearing up for earnings season. Spy is boring, action everywhere. So there's all kinds of action all over the place. We've got Boeing lifting, pun yes. fully intended, the airlines with Delta earnings out, Taiwan Semiconductor kicking some butt and taking names. And then we've got the dogs of these growth names, Space. And maybe we should start with Outer Space, seeing as how I even put the shirt on. For oh, all wait, you wait, space wait, let's investors. See, let's see. Hold on. Let's see that. What does it say? Back in my day, we had nine planets. It's true. I know. That was the downhill, really, with space investing when they took Pluto away. They need to bring Pluto back. Let's start Let's start a rally here. Pluto should be a planet. We went there in 2015. It sure as hell looks like a planet. They just didn't want about a bazillion planets in our solar system. So they literally just said, oh, it's not big enough. But 
I don't know. Sure look like a planet in all those pictures. <laughs> Pluto's a planet. All right. De- Dennis is planting his flag in, in, in the Pluto's a planet camp. Uh, I think so. I'm right. fully on Pluto's a planet. And uh, I'm fully on space. SPCE has a yeah. date with 10 bucks, it appears. It, it continues cool. to leak here in the pre-market. It What's the news it, here, Mr. Israel? That way, uh, just about 20 minutes ago or so, uh, press release came through the wires. They announced a uh, $425 million convertible senior note offering, um, a.k.a. we need to raise some money. <laughs> and, and this is going to continue to happen. I mean, this is the problem. Here, Here's the main problem. And let's just talk about all these pre-revenue startup companies is especially when they SPAC, like um, they've got to continue to raise capital to continue to finance their operations until they actually start one, getting revenue, but two, start making money. So when you're investing in companies that are burning cash, eventually get hammered with another dilutive offering. And the market was very forgiving in 2020 on offerings because we were going straight up. It's like, Oh, the stock will come back tomorrow. So it was very forgiving. Dips were getting bought on all the offerings. That is not the case now. The investors in this stock have absolutely been hammered. And now you're telling me you're going to take away part of my ownership as well. And that's really what dilution is. A lot of people don't understand it, believe it or not. When you're diluting a company, when you're doing an offering, you're losing a portion of your ownership. Despite still owning the same amount of shares, there's going to be more shares outstanding, which means as a percentage of the company, you're going to own a little bit less. And then the next offering comes and you own a little bit less. And in the case of AMC, they did a lot of offerings and a lot of people own a hell of a lot less. And that's why it's tough for these stocks to rally because even when they rally, then sometimes they come out because they're timing it. The stock goes up a little bit. Okay, let's do the offering now. And it hammers it right back down. So space has a good little three, four day lift. And they're like, okay, well, let's do it now. So here we are, 1237 is the close. Does a dilutive convertible offering. Mm-hmm. Stock's trading $10.90. It sure looks like it's got a date for 10 bu- with 10 bucks to me. I'm so glad I don't own this one anymore. $350 to go, $350,000 to go to space for 90 seconds. I mean, if that... <laughs> Joel's hated this one forever. <laughs> yeah. You know, give Joel credit. He never, he was never a fan. He was not a he fan. He never, of yeah. He was not this a fan. He never voice. touched his portfolio. He never liked it. <laughs> no, he never did. So, I mean, does it have a date with 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0? Blast it's off. Possible. I mean, why? Why why would you give this company one penny? Why would you invest well, in this the company? The dream, Joel. The dream. The lottery okay. ticket. The, this is going to be everybody. You know when I – and I, I like the story back in 2020. We know I participated in this one. I actually did really well on this one all the way up. Uh, but you know what really turned me off was that day, and we talked about it on the show, when you know they did the launch, the, the initial launch where they went up there and the CNBC was broadcasting and everybody was broadcasting it, and it was over ninety seconds. And I did not realize that they were just going to blast you up, just get you to the fringe of outer space, let you float around for ninety seconds and get back in your seats. If they orbited you for an hour and a half or something, you're up there, you're doing, you know, you're enjoying yourself. I mean, ninety seconds, you couldn't even get, you know, your bearings of what's going on. It's not long enough. So you're right, $350,000 for 90 seconds a waste of money. If it was an hour and a half, 
I might do it because it'd be cool. Although I'd be scared to go on the spaceship, but I would love to see up there. But for 90 seconds, it's just simply not long enough either. So I agree with you, Joel. And I'm not uh, touching the stock. I mean, not even Joel, time for Joel. the stewardesses to come by. Joel. We've been talking we about this. Joel. The stewardess <laughs> is going to come by. <laughs> One thing that I cl- wanted to state is that, I mean, Max R, the satellite play. Remember when we first started coming up in the space plays? Yeah. That's when we first started coming up. I said, look for things that actually make money. Don't look Does for Max things R make are- money, though? Yes, of yeah, course they yeah. do. Yeah, or the satellite, and and you can look at VORB as as, as like just in line with with the Maxar thing because it's the same idea. It's a satellite company, right? So it has, launching satellites and VOR and VORB, I think, is launching several satellites today. Um, you know, launching satellites is way different than launching people, and probably a better business. What's the PE on Maxar? Let me look for you. Again, it's the easiest. It, this is the market right now. You got to ask yourself that question. Continue well, to keep asking it. Don't just high. dive in anything. It's it, it's high. So it, it's high, but the price of sales is is man, is manageable. I don't care about price of sales. I want to know what the PE is because I'm not paying ten times, twenty times, thirty times. I'm I'm caring. What is the PE? Did make money? Money. Yes. So last quarter, it doesn't look like it did. They, they make money inconsistently, okay? Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm here. Let's pull up the earnings calendar in Benzinger Pro. Um, they have been profitable some quarters, but other quarters okay. not. Show, can you show us the calendar? Because yeah. this is a good li- – we, we, you know, obviously the show is free. You know, we love, you know, you know if you subscribe to Pro because it does help Benzinga itself. But, you know, this just shows you the usefulness of the Pro, which yeah. is an awesome tool. So, so, so here we here. go. This is every uh, earnings report. How do we get that? Teach us. So okay. we go into what? This is the this is the Menzinger Pro homepage, right? Yeah. You just go to uh, calendar. Yeah. You type in your ticker. In this case, it's M A X R. Yeah. Okay. You may have to f- uh, fiddle with your dates a little bit, right? You can just go back. Uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go back a few years and uh, bada bing, bada boom. I make sure we're sorted by chronological. Where the top, the most recent quarter is the is the top row here. Yeah, right? that's what I'll do. And uh, you can just take. We're looking at this column EPS, and we're looking at this column revenue. Um, and I want to see the revenue growing, and I want to see the EPS being not. I don't see any revenue growth there. I see it all pretty much the same. But yeah. oh, wait, I, you also want to see EPS. It's all over the place too. Like I say, it's all so anyway. So the PE on the CFA hat says no, thank you. (laughs) Sorry, Matt. Sorry, Mitch. He is a little high, okay. And actually, it's a lot high. Yeah, yeah. So 185. (laughs) It's a lot high. (laughs) Just a little. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, the point still stands, right? Don't grow into it. Satellite. That's what everybody. Famous last words. (laughs) It'll grow into it. Yeah. Satellites better than people. Um, and I, I'd rather own. Okay, so we'll do the CNBC. <laughs> would you rather? I would rather Max are than space. I'll hand that one. <laughs> okay, yeah. So we'll give them that. But I'd rather neither of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's fair. Um, oh, and uh, here's a question from uh, Jacob. What does CFA stand for? 
Dennis, you are a CFA. I'll, I'll, oh. I'm a CFA charter holder. You're not supposed to use it as a noun. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. They, I know. They're very strict. They, on they, the they are. They are. That. They are. You're not supposed to say you're a CFA. It's a CFA charter holder. Yeah. And they're uh, What do you mean? You walk around analyst. holding a piece of paper? Is that what it means? You walk yeah. around. Well, you know your... what? It was. It's. It's hasn't been of much use in the trading for the last you know number of years because we've been yeah. in this growth storied market. But now that we went in this value oriented <laughs> market, the CFA hats all of a sudden starting to pay bills. So maybe you got to go trade in your ch- technical analysis. What's the C? What's this? The technical analysis one? Uh, CMA? C- no, no, no. C- the one Mitch oh, is C-T-A. doing. CT is a C CTA. Chartered technical. CMT. CMT. Chartered market technician. Do that. Or money, Mitch. You could say. Yeah. Or money, Mitch. CMT. I never did my CMT, but I had my CFA back in. I've had it for a long time. 2000, 2001, 2002. I've been very involved CFA Institute for a number of years. Served on their Capital Markets Policy Council. Helped with even some of the curriculum uh, preparation in level three. So I've I've actually been very involved with CFA Institute for a long time. Uh, great. You know, I can't say enough good stuff about the CFA Institute. So um, you know, obviously, we get someone on there? day Please? trader. It's yeah. probably you know not you know not needed, but I think it helps me with you know analyzing a lot of different things. We so, used to have some of those helps. guys on, some of your colleagues on. Uh, McPartland is he still around? Did yeah. we have him on? Yeah, yeah. From, from and Greenwich. we used to have um, Ezra Rappaport on. Wasn't he part of CFA or no? Or he's no, a Ezra market structure. Market structure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah we good. haven't had a lot of C. We should get some more CFAs. Okay, you say CFA the word. I'll, I'll make it happen. I'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, let, let's let's move on here. Let's move away from space and let's go into earnings. Yes, we have uh, a couple. Actually, we got three uh, notable reports overnight here. Um, you want to start with KB Homes since that seems to be the biggest mover of the bunch. Yeah, that is. Uh, uh, this this morning, I, I'll be honest. I, I kind of forgot that they reported until this morning. Um, they they were after the close yesterday. Anyway, KBH said that their earnings per share for last quarter would came in at a dollar ninety one cents. That was above the one dollar and seventy six cent estimate. So a pretty nice beat on their earnings per share. Their sales came in just a smidgen on the light side, uh, 1.68 versus $1.71 billion. They guided uh, for the year housing revenues and in the low to mid $7 billion range. Um, and you're seeing a couple analysts come in this morning and uh, play catch up with their price targets and maintain their buy ratings. So um, KB Homes, strong morning. What's the PE? Ah, it's the it's like single digit. That's the new question. Do you want to own it or don't you want to own it? What's the PE? It's uh, for the forward PE is five. The trailing PE <laughs> is eight. Five. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but anyways, okay. So one warning to you is they do the, the earnings and the home builders can be cyclical, and this has been a fabulous home building environment for the home builders. So I do think inflation eventually, or, you know, is going to turn off people from building homes. Just like I would never do another home in an inflationary environment. Um, so I think it is, and I've been saying this for a while. I do think this environment is about as good as it gets for the home builders, but you know, you look at a multiple perspective, they're just dirt cheap. I mean, I'm not chasing anything up 10%, but there's a reason that when value stocks are reporting, they continue to, you know, hold on or the dips get bought. This is a value oriented market. Now it's been that way, not for three days, not for three weeks. It's been that way for 10 months. We have been in a value and say that, you know, like you can look clearly, you know, Berkshire Hathaway, BRK.B versus Kathy Wood. And you can clearly see in February 2021, which is almost a year ago now, we turned. 
And this has been a value-oriented market for 11 months. Maybe a lot of people haven't noticed it. There's been the odd individual hot story. But what has happened overall is you've seen multiple contraction in all these ridiculously high-value names. And on the really cheap stuff, there's been a little bit of multiple expansion. So, you know, that's probably going to continue. I wouldn't say, you know, we've seen in the past, in 2018, 2019, value gets hot for a couple of weeks. Value hasn't been hot for a couple of weeks. It's been hot for 11 months. I think it continues. Uh, well, sorry, go ahead, Joel. I uh, no, go ahead. Do your comment. Someone asked, like, what's a good PE? And I would just say, just uh, regard, with regards to KB Holmes, right? So we said KB Holmes has a PE of five, right? So what does that really mean? Uh, it means it's it's cheap compared to the overall market, but you have to look at how companies compare to like the rest of their industry, right? Because as as Dennis said, earnings in 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 the home builders are cyclical, and actually the whole, the home builders as an as an industry just have a lower PE in general. So like that's why I want to bring this up here, and I, I want to put my mouse right here, and you can see like KB Homes has a PE of five, so it's pretty, yeah. pretty low. But look at the industry average; it's only nine. Yeah. Right. So it's cheap. It's not going to 20. It's cheap, but it's like not as cheap as you would think because the S&P 500 has a PE right now of like 25, somewhere around there. So uh, it's cheap, but the whole industry is cheap. So think about that. Like the, the, just because something has a low PE does not make it a good buy necessarily. These things can be cheap for a reason. Just remember that. But and, and because those earnings might come back down, so maybe this is peak earnings, and maybe you're going to see it come back down, you know. And then obviously, it doesn't look like it has a PE. I've been, I remember I was fooled with Micron on that, you know. We know the Micron, but at one point in time, the stock was like trading at $60, the PE was like four, and then the earnings came back in, and now it fell to $40, and PE went up to like 15 or 20. So you got to watch when the earnings are cyclical like that. But I think just, you know, t- just for a basic, basic fundamental lesson. You know, when you say the stock has a PE of five, it means if it continues to make earnings at this rate, we will get paid back the entire amount of the stock's worth in five years. So that's what it's saying. When you're paying a PE of 100, if the, if the company continues to earnings make earnings at this rate, it takes 100 years of earnings to get back the amount of money you just put in. So basically, your payback period is 100 years, where in the case of KB Homes, if they continue to make it, your payback period is like five years. So that's what you've got to look at, you know, just basic, I simple, that's very basic. I didn't put time value of money, anything like that in there. Just saying if they're making it here, if they're making two bucks a share and you're paying 10 bucks a share for the stock, they continue to do it for five years, you got your 10 bucks back. Not saying, oh, you get $2 in the first year. There'll be somebody else say, so you can reinvest that, you know, and then there's, so it's, you know, you can't look at, I'm just looking basic, right. simplistic explanation for, for newer traders out there. Uh, These are simply the earnings here. divided by the price. A very unusual. I mean, this, the earnings, sorry. this is holding. This is up four sticks. This I I have seen these home builders trade, and yeah, you had a little dip off uh, off the uh, headline number. <sighs> Boy, keep an eye on your pre market high, and if that, that's not good enough for you, look for forty seven fifty eight. That was your June high. That would be up over five sticks. So I, I look at that, but. Two things: keep an eye on that high at nine twenty nine, and uh, and uh, you know fifty nine seconds. One hundred seventy thousand shares have traded. I don't know how much traded last night, uh, but boy, oh boy! I mean, this closes up here, or even gets up to forty seven and a half. That would be 
a really nice day. Hard, I hard to find stocks, support. No, no, so no. So I'm not no, chasing no, a home no, builder no. up 10% because I've no, had the no, rug no. pulled out on me way too many times. No. Just because it's a low P doesn't mean it can't come down the stock. Right, so, yeah. again, I'm buying dips, selling rips, not buying rips. That's a fundamental first things first. I'm interested yeah. in value stocks, but I'm not interested in paying up 10% over the previous day. Um, great, great question. And I, I think this is going to be a little bit of an educational morning here. But Ramon asking, you know, why does a stock like CRSR continue to, you know, get hit uh, in the growth massacre when it's P's down to 13? Now, I don't follow CRSR very closely. Um, so I don't know. I think we should go and look and see if the earnings are cyclical here as well. So let's go to our Benzinga Pro, Spencer. Let's bring okay. up the earnings for Corsair Gaming and see what is it. Is it trending higher? Is it trending lower? Because right. what's going to happen here, folks, is you're going to eventually get to a point, to Ramon's point, where the high growth names, some of them have fallen so much that they start to fall into value area. And that's when you want to strike. Now, I'm not sure if CRSR is cyclical, which is why we're going to do the exercise right now and just see what's the last, you know, few years of earnings look like from CRSR. Can we bring uh, them up? Uh, yeah, I'll do that. Uh, and before I do that, I want to note a couple other things on this page. One, sure. Uh, short, it's, it's got a small float, but less than 29 million share float. That can mean some funky things can happen. It's got a nut, pretty high short interest. interest of 28%. That's yeah. not that's not nothing, all right? So it's, it's a stock yeah. that people are betting against, okay? So uh, you mentioned the, the low PE of 12, okay? So let's look at the earnings. Let's go to the earnings tab here. And where's my uh, calendar? Uh, earnings. Okay, so here we go. Uh, Corsair earnings. What do we got? Uh, they've only been public for... Uh, you oh, know, not, public that long. No, no, yeah, they've been public for less than... That's the problem. We've got five quarters, yeah. so we don't have right. a history here, so it's right. hard to tell, too. So, But 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 what can we see here? It's hard because we the pandemic messed with the numbers. Yeah, this is really hard to analyze. I was hoping to see like five years, and we're only going to see five quarters. Yeah, no, it's, so it's, it's, it's hard here. Uh, I mean, and but just here, just high level, super high level, super basic. Look at the revenue. Revenue, Q3 of 2020, 457. Revenue last quarter, 391. Okay, and that's year over year stuff right there. That that's comparing the third quarter of 2020 to the third quarter of 2021. Yeah. Okay, so theoretically, if the business is cyclical throughout the calendar year, then you want to compare year over year more than quarter over quarter. And year over year, that's not what you want to see. Revenue is not growing here. It's going in the wrong direction. Yeah, you know. And sec- and reason for that is probably this is a gaming play. Yeah, exactly. And you there had you go. 2020. Which was go. the gaming year. So people yep. were stuck in their homes, lockdowns, you know, sitting, you there know, you buying their Corsair headsets or whatever the hell else they sell. But this is, you know, right into their wheelhouse. So was 2020 as good as it gets? Yes. That's another reason, too. So now you can say, okay, well, yeah, the P looks like it's 13. But if it's not growing or potentially, you know, even shrinking, that's a major issue. So one, I would just say I don't have enough fundamental information here to really put on your CFA hat and really analyze it with only five quarters of data. And two is I'm worried that last year was the year for gaming stocks. And we know that they've come off. At a certain point in time, Corsair Gaming is going to be a buy. I don't think this is a company that's not burning cash. It's probably you know a value trade at a certain point in time. Is that trade now? It's hard to say. So I would just say I'm going to take a pass because I don't have enough information. Yeah. This sector, I mean, you guys have been pounding the table on the these stocks, and you know, it just they're in a, just a massive downtrend. And you know, look at Penn, look at DraftKings. Did you see where Gans at, Dennis? Single digits. 
No, I mean, this is just yeah. 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 Just I mean, terrible. it's just a, it's just for now. You know, buy buy Charles Schwab, buy Interactive Brokers. I mean, people are putting their money into the market. The sports wagering. I mean, I don't know. Are are, are these stocks ever going to come back? It's yeah, they are. Gonna, There's going to be really? bounces. Sports gambling is going to continue to grow. The problem was is the pie is this big. And they were valuing it like the pie was this big. And there just wasn't simply enough pie to go around. And now you're seeing the contraction in the multiples of all these companies because everybody's realized, oh, crap, we were paying way too much for these companies. So DraftKings is probably your leader here still, probably going to be around for a long, long time. But was it worth the valuation that people were paying back in 2021? Obviously not because it's revaluing. You have multiple contraction happening in the growth stocks. That likely continues because the investors have been burned. It's hard for stocks to just come back all of a sudden because there's so much overhead supply. And that takes you back into the technicals. We're kind of tying in the fundamentals with the technicals here this morning. But DraftKings is still trading with a $21 billion market cap. And they're burning cash. So it's hard to just say, okay, this is the bottom. This is going to be the turnaround story because the, the, the mentality of this market has changed from, I don't want earnings five years from now. I want earnings today. Everything is going up in price today. Inflationary environment is killing these companies because those future dollars are worth so much less in an inflationary environment. You know, and if we're clocking at 7% on the CPI and we know there's stuff that they don't calculate, you know, real inflation is probably running. We've had Gil Morales saying it was running 10, 12, 15. So, I mean, in certain areas, we've saw inflation as high as 30, 40, 50%. You know, so gasoline, you know, up, what, 45% last year? That hits people right in the bottom line. Housing, that hits people as well. So I think we've just got to, you know, keep in mind that the mentality of the typical investor here has changed, and they now all of a sudden care about fundamentals. They don't just care about a sexy story. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming, I wish I'd used Indeed. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility all at Indeed.com P-R-E-P. Just go to Indeed.com P-R-E-P right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com P-R-E-P. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's it. That's it. Um, and so at day 26 here, we're going to have uh, Tracy Raniak from Zach's uh, Investment Research on in about nine minutes or so. Let's cover the rest of the earnings here. And real fast, uh, Elon asked uh, if we can show you how to Elon calculate. Musk in the chat? No, it's E space, L space. Maybe no. it is. I have no idea. Um, Hi, Elon. Calculating e, uh, price uh, PE is very simple. You just you uh, 
typically it's just you divide it's price divided by whatever the, the, the year full, earlier earnings whatever the full year earnings per share yep. is uh that would get you what is called like the trailing pe and if you want to get like the forward pe which is forward looking you just go off the company's own guidance but you don't even have to calculate that there are platforms like benzinger pro or others that they just give it to you do it for you they do it for yeah. you uh so it's not very hard basic uh, basic basic math right stock okay. price divided by the yearly earnings that yeah, you uh, know, earnings per share is, is, the, yep. is the thing. Okay, yep. so Delta Airlines had the earnings this morning. We're going to call that the official start of earnings season. Uh, they're they're the new Alcoa. They're typically the first to report. They said their earnings per share last quarter they made twenty two cents per share. Made versus money. A, yeah, they made money. That's Good something. News. Versus a thirteen percent estimate. Sales also came in a little bit higher, nine point four seven versus a nine point one four billion dollar estimate. So they beat on the top line. They beat on the bottom line. Um, they gave some uh, guidance that was all good when you compare it year over year. It all sounds really good when you compare it year over year, right? Obviously, so uh, Q1 sales guidance they guided you know up 75% year over year, uh, capacity up um, you know 83 to 85 percent compared to the same period two years ago. This is what they're guiding for the current quarter. Um, anyway, I haven't looked at the stock yet, so how's it doing? Did you hear that interview that they had? They had the CEO for like 15 minutes. And the only thing they tried to do was try to get him to say something nasty about the unions and some (laughs) some comment that that some lady made. That's all they did. That's all they talked about for 15 minutes. I don't, you know, and then uh, a commercial for Aflac. Um, (laughs) Can I ask you guys a question? So that, that Dion commercial with Nick Saban, I know this is really off topic, but it's bothering me. At the end of the, at the end of the commercial, Nick name, he says something to Dion and it's like, Something money and it it doesn't sound like it's Dion. It doesn't sound like Sanders. Do you know? Do you know what I'm talking about? I no. I, I, if so, someone knows what he's saying, I looked at it. Don't watch. It's really bothering me. Um, I've been preaching one level, and I'm going to stick with this level. It's got to get through forty two dollars. It it until it gets through forty two, where. It, it, it's going to turn and go lower. It tried to pop on the uh, on the number and also had a drop. But let's get this thing to 42, and then you got another leg up. I don't know about business travel. I don't know about Omicron. Oh, my gosh, about Joel, you're a genius. Look at that. You're a genius, Joel. 131,000 shares offered a 42 in the New York book. That just shows you. People who don't subscribe to the book make so much information. Like it topped out on January the 7th at 41.97. You think it's a coincidence that there's 131,000 shares to go at 42? What's the math on that? Let's get our trusty calculator out. We'll go 131,000 shares times $42 a share. Means it takes $5.5 million worth of buying power to take out that order. That's a $5.5 million seller there. That is what you call a whale. So whale alert! Whale alert! It may take it out, but you're exactly right. You grab that from the technicals, and I can grab it from the order book. And what we always say is the order book gets ahead of the technicals because you know people say, "Oh yeah, there's some resistance up here forming a 42." Well, there's a freaking order there, so you know it's not common sense or it's not rocket science to like you know just come out and say, "Okay, well." Takes that much buying power. Now it's up to 141. Oh, PPI, Dennis. Crap. Careful. Oh, crap. Cancel offers. Joel, who Dennis, what the heck's going on? Cancel offers. Oh, 
Well, well orders. Job, cancel job all made. orders. Job is made. Ship. Dennis oh, wait, is coming bing, back bing, 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 Prices went Abandoned higher. ship. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Dalvis claims uh, for the week of the January 7th uh, went uh, up compared to the prior week. PPI. Oh, wow. PPI. Same. Okay. So it's the same as CPI. Prices went down compared to uh, November. They went down from November to December. Cool. All right. Uh, PPI came in a, l- a little bit below the estimate. The estimate scared me there for a second. I thought they were going to no. start lifting, but the sellers are. They here. didn't really. No, pe- no, people are afraid to trade stocks off these. Uh, to, like off yeah. these numbers. They're like, well, we'll we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait. Uh, they didn't made a new pre market high thirty seven uh, or forty seven twenty eight thirty nine fifty. That's your high from yesterday. That's a big level. That's what we got to take out. Uh, and now forty seven twenty eight, but thirty nine fifty. They kind of. Floated it up there yesterday. Mm. And then the other earnings report. Just back to the Delta, just I'm to sorry. finish the thought. Yes. Um, so, again, you know, NYOB, 60 bucks a month. I always look at my trading as a business. You can't be afraid to spend money to make money because there are so many traders. And I'm going to say just a random number, but I bet you it's nine out of 10 traders that want to sit at home and not spend any money at all and expect to make money. And I think in the long run, crazy. I don't know how you do that. I buy information. If it's a publicly available information, I'm going to pay for it. So I pay for all my order books. I pay for all of my news services. I pay for everything that I can get to get more information to be a more informed trader. Because if the guy on the other side of your trade knows more than you do, you're probably going to lose to him more often than not. There's going to be a luck factor involved on any trade, but there's also a knowledge factor. I'm not talking inside information. I'm talking publicly available information. you got to know everything that everybody else knows out there because then you're at least on a level playing field because there's insiders out there that know more than you, and that puts you on an unlevel playing field. It's why insider trading is so bad for all of us. But if there's publicly available information like an order sitting out there for 141,000 shares of 42, I need to know that. Uh, it's Coach Prime. What he says. Thanks, Alan Moore. Now I don't have to worry. Now I listen anymore. Um, These are the real uh, problems. Just- also, we're up. Also, think about this today. Let's say this thing catches a bid. It's already up seventy three cents, right? I don't even know what the average daily range is in this thing, but it's probably not. Look at over the last few sessions. It's probably not even. Uh, you know, sixty cents or seventy cents. So it would need to be up a buck fifty at that time to to take that out. Now, in the way this works, over the next couple of days, let's say it catches a bit off this and it gets up to forty one eighty, and then it it closes at forty one sixty, and then it opens at forty one seventy, and it catches a bit. Then, you know, then it would fit within the average daily range where it could take that out. You know, you get some Momo traders, some momentum traders that are, are looking for a breakout. But uh, where, where is, where's trade? Oh, we got two minutes before Tracy. Yeah, how, how, how are the other airlines? Yeah, well, let's just, well, I didn't, haven't even looked, honestly, at the other airlines. I ooh, look at UAL. That's looking, ooh, look at that. Ooh, a quad top there. Keep an eye on that, folks, too. Where are we looking? I'm going to look at the book. Uh, oh, UAL. Yeah, it's too, it's too wild. Yeah. It's too like wild. you can Nasdaq total view, but you don't see those nice juicy orders on um, Nasdaq usually. Forty eight well, bucks, so you're right. 
Big, Quickly, big let's just look at TSM, Taiwan Semi. They had earnings that were out this morning as well. Uh, earnings per share beat. Sales also came in above estimates. Q1 sales guidance also came in actually about a billion dollars above estimates. They're one to two billion above the sales uh, the sales guidance estimate for TSM. So it should be trading higher. What's the it, PE? And it is. What's the PE? Well, okay. So uh, I know it, it's fairly low. It's, yeah, yeah. So it, it's low, but this has also been a, an underperformer compared to like you know AMD and uh, Nvidia. But the PE, the forward PE is twenty eight. Which is lower, but it's actually been growing. Um, you know, this company right. has just been a monster for a long time. So you're paying up a little bit, you know, but it's not like nosebleed valuations. I actually love this company. I'd be a buyer of pullbacks. I mean, you're right here. You're right at an all time high, so it's hard. You to are above it. Oh, close. One forty two. Uh, One forty two back uh, in February twenty twenty one. So you've come all the way back to the where you had some memory there so that's the only thing i don't like you wouldn't want to have an ugly double top there but you know the consolidated base here we formed between 110 and 120 in the valuation is not extreme i kind of you know like it i don't know I who I, but I don't buy rips someone tweeted it just about me this a while ago mm. and it was obviously before you had the january candle and it was just the same thing you said dennis it was like it wouldn't go down like the 110 just below that area. And then the highs were, were not as uh, spiky, you know, I mean, or not as, cons- you know, not, but it was more of the 128. So even when this thing went through 120, that was like the ultimate top of the range. But yeah, all time high, that was made in February at 142.20. Uh, I like to see some follow through through the pre-market high. Current pre-market high is 139.30. All right, let's bring on our first guest of the day, Tracy Roniak. She's a senior equity strategist at Zach's Investment Research. Joining us now on Green Market Prep. Tracy, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are we doing? How's your how's your year going? Off to it's good- going good. I see Joel's got the, the Michigan shirt on there. I thought about wearing it, but I have this dark background and I would have just blended in. Not a bad year, huh, Tracy? Not, not a not a bad we'll take it. I just just put this to rest too. Jim Harbaugh is not going anywhere. My no. sources are telling me he's not going anywhere. <laughs> so, Anyways, Tra- Tracy, it's it's been a while. It it's has. been, uh, and we're glad to have you back. And uh, you know, we get analysts um, on the show to talk about different stocks and different sectors and stuff. And boy, oh boy, we've seen. Do you just want to comment on like the value versus growth and talk about where what your specialty is? Yeah, this is a good year for me. Uh, those of us who are value stock investors, we're not really caring what's happening much with the growth stocks. And so everything we're in is hitting new highs, not going the other way. So we're seeing all this doom and gloom out there, but we're like, where's that? We don't have it. And, it, and, and it's across the board in numerous uh, different industries right now. So how do you decide when to take profits on these kind of things? Or, or you don't, you just kind of move your stop up. I mean, I know that's, yeah. that's always important. How, do you have targets, hard targets, try and stick with them? How do you handle that? I, I do have some targets, but it depends on what industry they're in. So if it's in retail, for instance, I think you better have targets in that because it's much more volatile. Um, but in the two industries that are breaking out and will break out all year, I don't, I don't, see why you should have any kind of targets at all. And so that would be energy, of course. Everybody's talking about it. And the banks. 
Tracy, tell us, like, when you do your analysis, what you look for. We've been doing some very surface level stuff where we just like have we're having fun looking at you know forward PE and stuff like that. But like, what what do you look for? Uh, well, I look at the forward PEs for sure. Okay, but uh, a lot of times price to sales. I look at the see price. Dennis. She appreciates price to sales. I'm, I appreciate it as well. I'm like you, but I'm not okay. looking at okay. Well, the price to sale. I want to see first the company making money in this environment. Right. I'm not buying companies that are bleeding cash. Even if you're looking at a price to sales, okay, they got revenue, but if they're bleeding cash, this is not the environment that's you know really doing. Those companies aren't doing well if they're bleeding cash. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. So price no, to sales. Correct. Yeah. Um, but I would argue that if someone has a price to sales under one. So I'm getting those sales cheaper than what they're, you know, selling them for that they're going to have, you know, earnings. They're going to, they're going to be making money. Okay. So price of sales below one is interesting to you. What, what, what other, what, what else besides like ratios do you like, do you look at? Um, it, it all depends right now. I mean, again, we've been looking at energy for a long time. Both energy and the banks have been in a long-term bear market for 13 years. So there's been stops and starts. I know in my own value investor portfolio at Zacks, we've owned energy off and on over many years. We we bought it in the bust of you know 2015, 2016 bust, thinking, oh, that was the end, that was the low. And then it that was a fake out. Then we had the, the lows in 2020 look to be like legitimate lows. And so I look for areas where everybody hates it. So everybody still hates energy. Most retail investors aren't in it. They hate it still. So that's very bullish. Also the banks, let's be frank, they're pretty boring. They've been boring for 13 years. Who wants to trade those things? Nobody. Um, you know, maybe some big banks, you know, some people have been in the JP Morgans, Bank of Americas, but if you go even to some of the regionals or the community banks, forget that. Nobody's been in a community bank, but those are areas that value investors like it's, you know, there's going to be something good finally happening there. I also still like the home builders. KB home reported last night. I see they're up about 9% in the pre-market and everybody keeps thinking, Oh, home buying is over now. You know, the surge is done, but it's not, they have the cost inflationary issues like everybody. Um, so it was interesting to listen to KB homes conference call last night because uh, they're still trying to get garage doors. Everybody's talking about the garage doors right now. And interestingly, they've cut back on uh, what you can put in the house to, to try to make sure they can get it. So they used to have 400 appliances available uh, in their plans from Whirlpool. They've cut it back to 150 to try to make sure, hey, we can get those 150 appliances, but not all 400, because it'll just delay you know, bringing the house to the owner if if yeah. whatever one they picked is not available. So the home builder side is interesting. Those stocks haven't really gone anywhere and they're trading in single digit PEs. Some of them are at like six times. So, so Tracy, like you've obviously been willing to wait this, this, I guess it's not a trade, it's an investment. You've been willing to wait it out for a while, yes. right? Because, a long time. right, a <laughs> long time. Um, and every there have been brief moments, brief, brief periods, like a week here, two weeks there, right? Where like we right. rotate into value and it's like, oh, is, is, is this it? Everyone, wait, right. hey, hold on. And then it nope, it, it always goes back to the way it was for the last decade, which is growth goes higher, value goes lower. Right. So, not now for the first time in a while, you have price, you have the trend 
on your side. Does, does, does that change anything for you here? I mean, especially because we have the bank earnings starting tomorrow. You know, does the fact that you, you're actually like you, you're in an uptrend and and uh, does that change like how you look at the sector, the, you know, bank energy at all? No. No. Okay. Um, but investors who are going to look at it for the first time might be surprised at where the stocks are. So Exxon, for instance, is trading at two year highs now. And they may look at that chart and be like, oh, it's already had its big run. Yeah. And over the last 13 years during the bear market, it would have, uh, you know, this would be a fake out run. Right. But I think we've entered into another bull. So it's not going to be the fake out. And you can actually buy on these highs and also with the banks. Bank like PNC, that's hitting new highs going into its earnings, I think, early next week. And that's been a popular one for several years for a lot of investors, a big regional bank. And, um, you know, it looks like, oh, the breakout is happening. I don't want to be in this now. But you do because those earnings are rising and those earnings are going to rise a lot as the Fed raises this year. Yeah. Hey, Tracy, gotta, I mean, gotta give you props. You're not someone that decided a month ago to, to buy the banks and buy oil. You've been coming on for a while and telling us that. So, uh, yeah, you're having your day. So, congratulations, congratulations there. Is, <laughs> is there anything else though, like outside of those two, outside of the banks, outside of energy? Is there anything else that you like or especially don't like right now? Either way. Well, I am. I have a watch list on the growth stocks too. I yeah. always tell people, you know, even if you're a value investor. You can still own growth. You can still own, you know, the Fang Man or the Fangs, um, and have like more diverse portfolio. There's nothing wrong with that. So, um, you know, but I'm I'm watching some of these higher growth names. I've owned, I bought some of them after the downturn in 2020 because I did consider them to be cheap, even though they were growthy names. Um, but I've sold them now, and I'm I'm sitting on the sidelines waiting for them to go cheaper. So. You know, we know some of the names. Um, you know, I used to own Pinterest. I, I have gotten out of it, but if that goes cheaper, I might be interested again. So yeah, I'm still looking for value even on those growth names. People are asking a lot about a Zoom, and we've saw Zoom, which was a crazy multiple. Obviously, it was trading five hundred dollars a share, but the stock price has come down so far, and the earnings have gone up so much that it's now trading with a PE of I think thirty six or thirty seven, with still some growth there. What are your thoughts on a stock like Zoom? Yeah, I'm staying away from some of those pandemic plays still. Okay. I'm not sure they've gotten cheap enough. Uh, same with Peloton. You know, that's that's way down in the dumps too. But um, I just like fundamentals right now where we can see uh, how good it's going to be based on even with the Fed raising this year. And, and we should have the stronger economy once we come out of this Omicron you know, slight downturn that we're, we are experiencing right now, but it should bounce back pretty quickly off of this. You mentioned retail there and you said, hey, you like to have your targets uh, in retail. Uh, mm -hmm. Can you just talk about a few retail stocks and something that, uh, you know, maybe up uh, near a value area for you? Well, um, I know a lot of people have been talking about Crocs, but it is still cheap here. So I do like it. It's trading around 12 times. Can't I, away, I can't get away from this stock. I'm sorry. I know. There's some people who hate the shoes and all of that, but they are selling a lot of the shoes. Actually, I like all of the shoe, shoe uh, retailers right here. I also still like Skechers. That's still cheap. Um, Deckers, that makes Uggs. They, that's pulled back a bit off of its highs too because it is a growthy name as well. 
Um, so, but I'm, I'm still kind of waiting for Deckers. I wish it would go lower here. And then there is the um, wonderful Boot Barn and they've been crushing it every quarter Boot Barn. And, um, but they're not quite cheap enough for me yet either. So I'm waiting for some of these to come down a bit, but Crocs is still cheap. They're expected to grow earnings 30% this year. That's a very nice earnings growth given um, you know, what they have been doing and growing revenue 20% again this wow. year. So you, you can hate on the shoes, but they are doing something. People need some new treads, man. They're getting out of the house and they're going places. So they're out well, there buying, yeah. buying some shoes. Well, yeah. And um, historically coming out of recessions or uh, like times of struggle, shoes have done really well on the recovery because it's like an item that's a little lower cost that you can buy and kind of upgrade your look. You can get like in the trends just by buying a new pair of shoes. So shoes, shoes do do well on recoveries. The, the stock and the company continue to bewilder me. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's got to be, let's give Crocs some props here though. That's oh, yeah. got to be one of the best oh, yeah. stocks out of the pandemic. That thing yes. hit eight bucks in March of 2020. And we should have just all been thinking like, well, if we're all going to stay in our homes forever, we're going to buy these shoes with the holes in them so we can just lounge around outside in our yard. Right. So we should have realized right away that Crocs was a pure <laughs> pandemic play and it killed it. But then it's a, it's an everything play because these things like they had the ones with uh, race cars on them for the kids. I saw the yeah. CEO yesterday on CNBC. I mean, Crocs just been an unbelievable <laughs> stock for a long time. Just because the shoes got holes in them doesn't mean the stock can't go higher. That's right. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of questions for for Tracy uh, in the chat. People want your thoughts on crypto. They want your thoughts. On- <laughs> no, I knew that. I saw that. Okay, they want. They want. You don't own any Bitcoin, Tracy, and we got to ask her. I do not own any Bitcoin, even though the Bitcoin guys keep insisting that I will be buying some in at any moment now. They, <laughs> they also want your thoughts on utilities quickly. If you do you have thoughts oh, on that? utilities, I don't even look at utilities. <laughs> I'm the value investor and I don't care. So <laughs> I, like I, can't, that. <laughs> I can't go there. Not when there's all this other stuff that's so good right now. The banks and energy and, and retail are all really good and still cheap. What about like a Macy's? Because it trades with a low PE here as well. Um, obviously, we've turned around here to a certain extent in retail. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on like even Macy's and Kohl's? I like Macy's. I like it more than Kohl's. Um, they've, they've really upped their online game. I know a lot of people that ordered from Macy's because their online was so efficient this year. So they've really made a lot of changes. They've closed a lot of underperforming stores that has helped them. And don't forget, they also own Bloomingdale's. So uh, the luxury side has done well and is still continuing to do well. So, and it is a cheap stack. So I do like it. The earnings are expected to decline a bit coming forward here this year because the analysts don't really know, is this big surge in the buying of the apparel and everything going to end or will this continue? So they're a little more cautious on the earnings, but it's not expected to decline very much. So um, yeah, I like it uh, on the cheap side. Yeah, I like it. I, I, I saw a really great chart of uh, uh, retail spending, and it, it, it right, and they noted when the child tax when the stimulus checks hit, hit, and when the child tax credits hit, and then right after that, you just see a spike in retail spending. Yeah. Um, all right, Tracy Reiniak, uh it is always a pleasure. She is a senior equity strategist at Zach's Investment. Before, before you let her go, yeah. Spencer. Okay, yeah, yeah. Tracy. Okay. 
Okay. You didn't have to wear a Michigan shirt, okay? Right. But you wore a red shirt. Oh, my gosh. It's Don't wear and red. And if those are gray stripes, then I'm going to have to give you a, a call a little bit later. They're pink. Okay. I don't wear red shirts. I don't wear scarlet and gray. Okay. So the next time you come on the show, I don't care what you wear. Green is also banned, but find something sure. a little green bit better. Awesome. No, Tracy, great information. You're fantastic. Uh, it's been way too long and we're going to get you back on a lot more often. We're in the Thanks value market now. We yeah. Need like Tracy's Tracy. back. We need All right. Tracy. All right. Go blue. PEs are cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Thanks, hey, just real fast in the chat. In the chat, we did a poll. Do you own a, cro- a pair of Crocs? Uh, three quarters of you said you don't. I'm in the one quarter that I'm in the minority. I do own a pair of Crocs slippers that I've had for. About- I own the knockoff Crocs. Does that count? Uh, no, it does not. <laughs> like count. the flea market version. My parents you always know? went to flea markets and they buy like a pile of those things. I think I got like the five dollar pair of Crocs. I've had the I couldn't pay the twenty five dollars for the Crocs. I got the five dollar version. I've had the Crocs like fifteen years. <laughs> I've had the, the dollar store Crocs. <laughs> I own the dollar Jeez, store Crocs. All right. Let's do yeah. some ticker time. If you have a question for us in the chat, drop it in. Uh, drop your ticker in there. We will take a look. Um, let me see. Is there anything? Was there anything we missed as they're doing that as far as news flow for the day? I, I don't think so. Mm, uh, what we, did we, we miss? Have, we have the banks tomorrow. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. important. Um, we had a pile of ratings here. I mean, the ratings yeah. have been – and again – January has got to be the biggest month for ratings because especially in the first couple of weeks, we have every analyst coming out. Let's get our 2022 picks out there. Let's get them out there. So every single day, it seems like we got like a 20, 20 downgrades, 20 upgrades. Look in that Benzinga Pro right now. There's just a pile of them in there. Um, you know, and, and some of these are notable companies here too. I mean, yeah. uh, Mattel's getting an upgrade, ENPH, which obviously is a widely followed stock, catching an upgrade here today as well. Halliburton getting an upgrade on the downgrade side. We got some analysts chasing on Biogen. Snap's probably a big one here today. I mean, maybe we should go and look at Snap because that's a big call out of Cowan here today. They are downgrading Snap and they are lowering the price target, and the stock's trading down three percent of pre market. Oh, thank you. Uh, after a two-for-one stock split, they're uh, now they're uh, downgrading it. I know. Yeah, I don't know. Low of the move, thirty-eight fifty-one. Yeah, Obviously, I just that has up. to yep. hold that. I go. mean, here, here's where you know, are we in this environment here where growth's going to eventually turn around? Just on a dime, it might. I mean, again, you can try some of these stocks at lows, but I'd like to more pick on like a Tracy approach where. Some of these stocks that have maybe been beat up enough that they're approaching value area, maybe you're leaning on those lows as opposed to jumping in the ones that are still trading with nosebleed valuations, like or you can't even value them like space. Uh, what about Boeing here? Uh, there was a headline news, uh, this morning. Yeah, China says they're going to resume, uh, or Boeing said they're going to resume service in China on the 737 Max uh, plane. I think that that also got kind of mentioned in the chat here. Uh, so Boeing was trading higher, at least last I checked. It is a value stock. Sorry, it is a value stock, even though you're going to see the negative earnings, but eventually they're going to turn it around and start making money again. I mean, this is a good exercise even to use the pro here too, Spencer. I mean, we're using the pro a lot here today, and maybe we should just bring up the last, like, bring up the last, I don't know, three years of earnings from Boeing, because you'll see them obviously fall off a cliff Mm -hmm. from the pandemic. But before, and they had the problems with the max too, so they might have to go four or five years back. 
but it's a good exercise in the, you know, obviously cyclical earnings here as well, where you're going to see these earnings all over the place. But Boeing was making a ton of money back in 2017, 2018. And then obviously it's burning cash as of late, but eventually it will turn it around again. So, um, you know, air, airplanes are not going away. They've obviously got a lot of other business aerospace as well. But I mean, they've been hammered here over the course of 2020, 2021, because the earnings went negative and they're burning cash. But eventually here, they could get back to a point where they're starting to make money again. And Boeing could be a sneaky value trade at that point in time. Um, are we at that point in time is the question, though. Uh, nice spike. Uh, two levels to keep an eye on. Uh, your pre-market high came in just over 225, 225.18. Boom. That lines up with a daily high, 25.33. That's your first target. You want to get there, take that out. And then maybe you got some work to, I don't see anything after that until the pair of highs just around 231. So knee follow through through the pre-market high. Um, I'm still, I'll buy Boeing when they come out with like some smaller planes. I, I think these, I, I keep saying this, I keep saying this. I just think the future of air travel is just not going to be these big old jumbo airliners, man. It's going to be smaller planes. Uh, there's more tickers. We'll get to those in a second, but real fast, Dennis, I saw your Twitter yesterday. You, so you sold your JD? Yes, I did. He did. He couldn't. He I, I actually he never, I never get a trade this perfect. So I had to actually <laughs> tweet about it. I never tweet, you know, I don't know if I've ever tweeted like a full like trade, like from entry point to exit point. But I was like, I never have got one this perfect before, so I almost have to do it. If you can show the chart from my, twi- got like, it. From my tweet, oh, wait. Yeah, I got if it. you want to show it up there. But I literally bought like the low of the day on the 6th, and I obviously sold the open. I sold almost near the high of the day yesterday, and then I had all the meat in the middle too. So I never get I got 20, what was it, 23% in five days wow. on that. Wow. Yeah, I wish I would have been all in on it. <laughs> but obviously but I already Dennis did. Sold, Dennis bought there. And so, and we talked about it on the pre-market show. Yeah. So, so I, I, I let you guys front run me basically because I said on the pre-market show that morning on the sixth, I like, I like JD here, I like Baidu, and I like Baba. I like those three stocks, and I said I might even get down and dirty and buy one or two of them. Um, and then that morning I went out and I bought JD and Baidu. Um, on the pullback, you can see I always wait for the dip because I kind of liked it. It was ripping that morning. I bought the little dip on the pullback, which is what I do. And then we had three, four, five days. And then yesterday on the pre-market show, I said, I think I'm getting to a point where I actually probably am going to sell this JD, even though I put in the long-term account. When you get 22, 23% in five days, you take the money and run. And China obviously just, you know, lucky. It's all, I mean, a lot of it's just luck. I mean, there's no way, you know, this is all just skill set. This is luck. So this was, you know, it's fun to just look at that though and say, oh, I sold there and I got all the meat because I'm so notorious for just getting, like taking the first bite, seeing the turn and then getting out way too soon. Yeah. So when I get all that meat, you know, I felt pretty good about myself and the stock's down $1.85 today. So it's like, I sold a four points higher than here now. It's like, maybe I should just become a full-time JD trader. Maybe I should just trade JD. Maybe it's my stock. No. But anyways, we are Juan. We are in the down. market to take the money and run. It's not because it's this not is down. not the market that the stock going up twenty three percent goes up 50, 60, 100, 200, 500, a thousand percent. We're not in Kansas anymore. It's a chop fest. It's going to be a choppy year. It's going to be the market where when you get up 15 percent in something, you're taking the money, and you obviously got to watch your stops. You might have to widen them a little bit because there's so much chop out there. You don't want to take, you know, obviously you don't want to be having 20, 30, 40, 50% losers either. Um, so you still have to use some risk management techniques, but wider stops might be what you have to do in this really choppy environment. But here yeah. we are. I mean, you know, there's some, there's still some good trades to be had. There's still some big moves, short side, long side, play the chop. 
Look, you can actually see we have people in the office today. This is actually going to be an exciting day in the office. You know, you know who's coming in the office today very randomly? Who? Uh, Al Harrington. He won't know who he is. No, he, he won't not. Know. Al Harrington played in the NBA for like 15 years. Oh, uh, nice. He's got his own cannabis brand, and he uh, he played for my Knicks for a hot second. Uh, and he's coming on. He'll be in office. He'll be in studio for Benzinga Live very randomly. We're having just a good, uh, exciting day here. Uh, it's not often we actually have guests in person. Nice. Can't sure. forget the Nuggets nugget days. Nuggets. Yeah, he was on the Nuggets. He was on the Pacers. He was on the Warriors, I think. So, uh, yeah, um, it, uh, it's not often we get in-person guests, so let it be fun. It's 8.58. we got a couple minutes left. I like looking for tickers that we, like, don't talk about a lot. Sure. Someone dropped in Domino's, which we, like, don't look at. I hardly look at the stock. Um, yeah. And, and so, Albert yeah, Michigan Company. Quantum dropped DPZ in the chat. Uh, What's the P? It's well. It's, oh, it's always it's always high for whatever reason. Domino's, Shake Shack, and then what's the third because one? Because it's a technology Domino's, company. Yeah, Domino's Pizza. It's Domino's, a Shake Shack, company. and Chipotle are, are because they have Domino's. a website. I, anyway, the the, the forward <laughs> we're a technology company. The forward PE on Domino's, I'm a technology company. I have a website. PE on Domino's is 31. It's actually come down, but um, yeah, it's it's whatever. It's 37. It's been Ooh. just an unbelievable company. This has got to be out of all the restaurants and all the food stocks, all the fast service companies. This has got to be one of the best run companies that's out there. Hundred dollars in 2016, two hundred dollars in 2017, three hundred dollars in 2018. Four hundred dollars in twenty twenty, five hundred dollars in twenty twenty one. The trend is still your friend. Buying pullbacks on this has always worked. I don't know. The problem is the P is a little bit escalated, so you know it's not in favor. It's why it's getting hammered with the growth stocks. At a certain point in time, the value will be there, though. I don't know if that point in time is four hundred. It may eventually have a date with that. But if you're buying pullbacks on Domino's Pizza and you're holding a long term account, you probably you seem to always be happy. So I won't argue with you. First big red monthly candle you're working on. So that's a, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, that's it's a little bit nosebleed up here. Yeah, um, you know, for a trade here, you know, if you if you stuck your nose out at the four eighty area, actually four eighty three, four eighty thirty three, you can you know you can lean on that uh, below that. Um, even if it was, you know, cracking on a, a intraday basis, I think you got uh, some uh, some more downside in this one. So it's had a nice pullback. If it can, you know, it's up four sticks here. I mean, if you could put, you know, not, you don't want to see it blast off right away, you know, up to five ten, five twenty. But if it could just hang out here and put a couple lows in, a couple inside days and move up. But uh, yeah, you're throwing you're throwing it out four eighty uh, below that. More downside for Domino's and Arbor Michigan Company. Also, they have Domino Farms out there. They have all kinds of exotic animals. So, uh, <laughs> Domino Farms. Yeah. Are you serious? Never heard of that before. They got a Domino's yes, you Pizza Music no, Farm. What I haven't heard. I oh, Spencer, bring it Where up. Where is Domino Farms? Where is this? It's probably it's- in Ann Arbor. Oh my gosh. Spencer, so you go to Ann Arbor. Bring it up. Go through they the have Domino's bison. Pizza. They have. You can see it right on the freeway. You can actually Spencer. see the pigs that they're going to chop up and put on the pizza. Spencer, bring it up for me, please. <laughs> bring it up in Domino's Farm. This is Wilbur. He will be part of your. It's huge, um, <laughs> Dennis. They got a huge campus. They got all these part exotic. Part of the ham that's going on. They got uh, llamas. 
You drive by on the freeway. It must be a couple hundred acres. Come on, you guys. People are going to think I'm crazy. Here. No, no, I looked it up. It's real. I, I, show it. Can show it on the screen so people don't think I'm crazy. Show the website. I'm googling it right now. Domino's Farms. I'm making a road trip for with the kids there what? as soon as yeah, this Dennis, pandemic ends. And I like Canada Canadians Look, back into the it's U.S. Real. Okay. It's Wait, that's all you're just showing the office space. You're what are you doing? Like huge campus. The, show the campus. The where the, where's the petting zoo? Yeah, yeah show the petting zoo. I'm going show to the petting zoo. Google Maps. Domino Farms. Here. It's huge. Domino's Farms Petting Zoo. Google that. Look, look it's all of that. It's that. It's all thing. that, Dennis. You the can lobby. pet the animals before they go on your pizza. Here. Yeah. Okay. Google right. images. <laughs> Google images. That is that. Are you happy now? Is that what you're talking about? That whole thing? That doesn't look yes. like a petting zoo. No, Spencer's... Oh, no, the... look, the petting farm. In the bottom corner, the petting farm. That's where we want to go. Bottom yeah, well, left. Oh, the petting thing? farm. Click that. The See? petting farm. There it is. Joel's right again. I, you, you can go and can pet the animals before you eat them. I don't know. That's yes. an awesome they put them thing. Like you I want them this up. one. You want bacon really on nice. your pizza? Okay, you go put them on my pizza. You want bacon on the pizza? <laughs> like, I, oh, I got to go, guys. I didn't realize we were running over here. The Dennis, I'll talk to you at 10. It's a petting zoo. And it's all... a petting zoo. Go pet the pepperoni. The pepperoni petting zoo. Petting zoo. Is, yeah, we treat them really well until we chop their heads off. <laughs> this is what you do. You go to the zoo. You pet the pig. You place You place your order. You go. You pet the yeah. pig. And then... you, get to pet the, you get to pet the pig. And then you get to eat the pig. That's a great business model. All right. I got to go. I'm going to get some tweets at me on this one. Yeah. Hey, Animal lovers not loving me today. Uh, okay, I don't even know. Goodbye. Right. Um, uh, so Peter Talkman is supposed to be joining us today. I, I do not know where he is right now, but real fast, I I did want to just bring to your attention. We mentioned the ratings, and I I, I like showing them in the pro because um, there are a lot of ratings here uh, today. So let me just show you real quickly the ones that jump out to me. Actually, it was a downgrade. It was uh, Snapchat that jumps out to me today. Snapchat downgraded. Uh, from Cowan and Company, only in a neutral. But if you look at the stock, you know, I'll pull up the chart so we can look at the stock together. It is trading down three uh, percent this morning off of this off of this downgrade. So, oh wow, let's get all those other stocks off off the screen there. Nvidia, okay, Snapchat, fifteen minute, yeah, that's the, that's the downgrade right there. So Snapchat trading uh, trading lower off that downgrade. Um, what else jumped out to me? Dominion Energy ticker D. Uh, caught a downgrade to sell at Goldman. That's always notable. Um, downgrades to sell and upgrades to buy are more interesting than 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 neutrals. Um, I don't know. That's kind of it. I think on on, on the on the uh, ratings front, Halliburton upgraded J.P. Morgan to overweight. Uh, yeah, Mattel, the smaller firm though, MKM Partners. Hawaiian is interesting. Chegg an upgrade. Chegg has been a dog. CHGG, how's that doing? Looked at that one for a hot minute last night. Oh gosh! All right, well, thanks for the upgrade. I guess they're 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 calling it. They're they're pushing their chips into the table on Chegg. Who's that, Piper? All right, good call or good job. I guess we'll see how that works out. All right, uh, Peter Talkman is supposed to be joining us. I do not know um, where he is. Uh, so real quick, uh, before I wrap up, here's what I, I want to preview the day here. I mentioned. Um, Al Harrington. That'll be later on in the day. We have Benzinga Live coming up next. Not Benzinga Live. Live trading. That's what I meant. Live trading with Benzinga coming up next. Uh, Mitch, Ryan, Zunaid, and special guest today, Nick Shaheen. We'll be hanging out with them for, for a while, like an hour or more. Hanging out, 
talking options trades, talking setups. Uh, definitely tune in for that. That'll that'll be right after this show. After that, we'll have Benzinga Live. We'll have Al Harrington on the show. He gets buckets. We're going to have the CEO of E2 Open. They all had, they had earnings out also last night. Uh, Michael uh, Farlekas. It'll be at 12.45 today, uh, Eastern Time, during Benzinga Live. Uh, we it's, it's a Thursday, which means we've got the roadmap coming up at 2 o'clock. I'll be back for out to close at 3.30 with Joel. And then Cannabis Hour at 4 o'clock today. That is the programming schedule. And uh, I guess I'll just wrap it up here because I don't know where Peter Tuckman is. So I apologize, everyone. But <laughs> uh, he is not showing up today. And that means we should just go over to our next show. So here's what I want to do. Check up on the likes. How are we doing? We're at 420 likes. Nice. 420. Well, let's get to 500, though. Let's get to 500 likes on the day. I would appreciate that. My bosses would appreciate that. Uh, thanks to our guest today, Tracy Reiniak from Zach's Investment Research. Thanks to all of you in our chat. I know we never get to all the questions. Um, I apologize. Maybe one day we'll just do a show where all we do is answer questions. Like, that's it. We go into the show with no plan, and we rely on you to, to answer, to, to, to talk about it, for what to talk about. Maybe we do that. Uh, G, uh, George says we should give Triple D his own show called You're Doing It Wrong. Maybe, maybe. Uh, De- Dennis could probably have his own show. He doesn't, he doesn't need us. He just, he, he could talk all hour by himself. He doesn't need Joel or I here at all. He could just do the whole thing solo. Um, just talk to himself for an hour. That's what he does all day anyway. Anyway, uh, that'll be a wrap here. Please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes and not for investing or trading advice. Um, yeah, Peter's usually in his car. He, right now, He's I don't know where he is. I'll have to make sure, check to see if he's okay. Um, so, uh, again, Benzinga Pro, it's the platform that we bring up all the time on this show and in other shows, pro.benzinga.com. This is it. Free two-week trial for everyone. Um, offer code YouTube 20, YouTube 20 to get 20% off your Benzinga pro subscription. But again, pro.benzinga.com. Check that out. All right. I'm going to hop here. We're going to start live trading coming up next. Everyone have a great rest of your morning. Good luck at the open. Let's all make some money and, uh, catch you guys later. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.